the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black. Interesting weekend. Friday saw the markets tank going into the weekend, and that may be a trend for the next couple of weeks. In large part, a lot of people don't want to be long the market when there's so much time in the news cycle of the weekend. Monday through Friday, while things are trading around the the breaking news, not so much on Saturday and Sunday. China's Shanghai Composite got slammed in its first day of trading after the extended Lunar New Year closure, down 7.7%. So the U.S. was weak going into the weekend, and China was weak coming out of it. More coronavirus cases are being reported in countries other than China. The first death outside of China from the coronavirus was reported in the Philippines. U.S. Senate voted against calling witnesses in the President Trump's impeachment trial, which should be over this week or early next week. There is copious amounts of reporting today on Iowa's caucus, which means the election season and the election risk season is here. We'll talk about that because there is risk in the election season. I'll talk about it real briefly here. Let's say Bernie Sanders wins today. You're going to see a reaction in the stock market tomorrow. Um, and with the progressives, Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders, popular culture saying they're not going to be good for the stock market. Maybe they'll be good for society, but they're not going to be good for the stock market. Again, I'm not being political when I say that. The UK went about its Brexit from the EU. Yay. Well, no, I don't know. A lot of people think the U.K. made a mistake and that they're going to lose a good couple shaving points of uh, their GDP. In the United States, it seems like if we had a bad day on Monday, we have a good day on Tuesday. If we have a bad day on Friday, we have a good day on Monday. There's kind of a buy-the-dip mentality. Hmm... Saudi Arabia is making a lot of noise today talking about cutting oil production because the coronavirus is going to slow business in China. It's going to take at least a two-week period. What's going to happen? Okay. We're going to probably see a peak in the diagnoses. And then there's going to be a two-week period where at some point we don't see another new peak. And people are going to start saying, okay, okay, we got this under control. But there is, for real right now, a problem with uh, China. That today, if I had a business in China, I, I can't fly there. There's, there's no plans to take me. So I have to wait 14 days for that 
cycle to flush itself with you know peak transmissions down or something like that has to happen. We'll see it. I'm not stressed. Famous last words, right? You start a disaster movie with Rob Black saying, ah, we've never had a big earthquake here. I'm not worried. And then you get like Paul Giamatti screaming at me, you fool, we're all going to die. Thank you very much. Anyhow, the Chiefs won the Super Bowl. Patrick Mahomes was named MVP of the game. It felt like it was a little bit on the dull side, to be quite honest with you. Like, who's going to be the MVP? This game, it didn't look like there was a breakout. And then there finally was. But Patrick Mahomes is going to Disney World. In Orlando, because he's not going to the one in Shanghai. The Disney experience in Shanghai right now is closed. So there are real businesses that are not are losing money. And there are real business transactions and future deals that are not happening. Think of the hotels that are not being cleaned and the person who's cleaning them or the flight attendants who help make your 15-hour flight to Shanghai a little bit more pleasurable. Um, people lose money. So the concerns haven't fallen off. I think when... If we continue to get a good shakeout, keep reallocating however you feel comfortable. Conventional wisdom says small cap value in the United States because small cap value companies like uh, small cap banks in the United States, they don't do loans in China. But also they don't have employees in China. So there's no coronavirus in China. Uh, I'm not going to get all medical. I'm not going to go there right now. But small cap value small cap value and international um, because you're seeing like China fall 7.7%. That's a big number for a big stock market in a big economy. 7.7% if it was like the Western Calgary uh, markets, which are, let's say oil. There are some stock markets that are like wild, wild west where they only have like 15 things trading on them. I could see a 7.7% drop, but Shanghai down 7.7, that's a big number. Apple is in the news. They're closing its corporate offices and stores in China through February 9th. So you get that two-week period-ish, right? They're reporting the top Apple analyst from TF International Securities is cutting iPhone shipments by about 10% for the March quarter due to the impact of the coronavirus. So Apple's going to lose some business. Will it be given to Samsung? No. The whole industry is going to be tight there. So that can come back. It's typically the things that can't come back, like a cup of coffee that you have every day, 365 days a year, if you're going two weeks without it. Those are real cuts. After the market today, Alphabet Google is going to be reporting numbers. We do have one more good week of earnings. Earnings is not earnings have not been the problem on the market. Keep in mind we were hitting all time highs not that long ago. But a rough Monday and a rough Friday, it, it should remind you there is volatility in the stock market and you need to have a plan and you need to have a strategy. We're gonna be talking about income in retirement. February sixth in Palo Alto at the Elks Lodge. So that's this week. This Thursday, six thirty to eight thirty. You can sign up for the event at Rob Black Show. Use code Radio Twenty Five. It's filling up, so it's going to sell out. Um, so if you've been to the events before, please don't come. 
because they're really meant for new people. Um, you can sign up at Rob Black Show, Rob Black Show, and use the code RADIO25. It is filling up fast. Um, 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we could talk about. Particularly tied towards the market. Um, Amazon had a big week last week, hitting all-time highs after going sideways for about 15 months. Um, Jeff Bezos was seen all over the Super Bowl. He's out there partying. In a bit of awkward, his phone was hacked, right? We all know this story. And some, I think, nude pictures of him came out. And the world got really upset about it. And he is a billionaire, so what is he going to do? He's going to hire a private investigator. Finds out that the person he's dating's brother might have leaked him off her phone. And like maybe his phone wasn't hacked. But then Saudi Arabia says they didn't hack his phone. But people have said, it's just a nice reminder. Change your passwords on occasion. And if you take any compromising pictures, don't leave them on your phone. Don't store them in the cloud. Maybe... I, no comment on what you should do with him. But uh, Jeff Bezos, the world's most powerful. What what secret would you want to get from him? Saudi Arabia may have secrets that he's building a Death Star. <laughs> he's going to launch all these satellites in space with him on them. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. We'll talk about Disney and more when we come back. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money investing, and more. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. A couple people out there today saying the coronavirus is going to be potentially bigger and worse than financial media is making it play or sound. Some of these guys are big hedge funds guys. David Tepper. He came on to uh, talk a little bit about the outbreak. And he's a rich guy. Rich enough to buy a NFL football team. And he's done it by having more information than you or I. He hires the smartest people. And then he, he calls hospitals in China if he has to. So he was bullish on the market just a few weeks ago. I like Tepper. He tends not to say crazy stuff. He'll tend to say, you know, I'm not basing my investment decision on a four-year president or eight-year president, but on businesses that are planning 10, 15, 20 years out. And he says, you have to be careful. This, this viral outbreak could be a game changer. And he thinks the coronavirus has certainly ruined the environment for stocks that was in place just a few weeks ago. He was the guy who said, I love riding a horse that's running. And he says, in the global puzzle, if you take part of China out, keep in mind, most of China is working. When you hear about cities being shut down, they're big. But it's a really, really big country. A comparable would be like saying Baltimore and Philadelphia and Charlotte. Are shutting down, but there's other cities still humming quite nicely. But it's going to be a problem. It's going to hit numbers. The outbreak still mostly impacting China. When asked if long-term investors should stay in the market, Tepper indicated that they should make sure they're not taking extra risks. If you're a long-term person, you better not be leveraged. He says, "I'm good hearing about that." 
I think it's super important to hear both sides. There's another guy, Muhammad L. Aryan. He's one of those people who is considered a bond king. He's really, really good about the smart side of the market. He's an economist. He's warning investors not to buy declines in the stock market like they might have done in the, before the coronavirus. He thinks it's going to paralyze China. It's going to cascade through the global economy. We should pay more attention to this, and we should try and resist our inclination to buy the debt. I like his opinions. I like his thoughts. I've never used them as a standard around how I invest. But he's not, he's not dull, to say the least. One area where I don't like him is oh, when he gets on Bloomberg, he starts talking about the New York Jets. I like money guys to talk about money and not about the sports world. I get it. I hope you had a good weekend this weekend. Sat around the, the coffee table with family and had a couple drinks and maybe some nice barbecue. But don't tell us about how the Jets' outlook for 2020 is going forward. Nah, I don't need that. And he's, he's one of those, if you know any Jets fans, they're always hopeful, but it never turns out well for them. Um, so anyway, Mom and Alarian, two people out there that represent big money are saying, one saying it's going to spread and shut down China. The other saying, be careful. Don't have too much risk out there. I don't think either one of them are saying this is an ideal environment for investing. Speaking about the environment for investing, what sort are we in? We'll talk about that at the big event coming up Thursday in Palo Alto. It happens to come at a great time as the market's transitioning. Not transitioning like the headline transitioning, but doing its thing. Um, but political season's kicking off right now. The Iowa caucus, which I don't know if you ask 100 Americans how the Iowa caucuses work. I don't think most people know if... Farmers are coming in from the field with a corn husk and saying, if you lift this one, you like Bernie. If you lift that one, you like... It's not a straight-on vote. So, political risk season begins. Today, the market's going to look different than tomorrow. If Biden comes out of it, we're like, oh, we're going back to moderation. Uh, Sanders comes out of it, we're going to go, oh, we're going to be a little bit more progressive. Goldman Sachs, it's a big brokerage company, they wrote a note to their clients saying healthcare stocks have tracked the polling up and down to the Democratic primary most closely, particularly managed care names, which have traded inversely to the prediction market out signed to whether Bernie Sanders or Elizabeth Warren would win the nomination. So there's something going on there, and then I think uh, you take a look on re-election numbers. You could say that the Republican Party would be good for certain sectors. The Democratic Party would be good for certain sectors. Good and bad. You get the idea. But generally speaking, most people in Wall Street that I know, we've done well in presidential situations of a, a joint Congress, a, a split Congress, uh, Republican president, Democrat president. I think what we also see is like the debt keeps piling up because that's what president, not president, eh, politicians tend to like to spend money. That's all I'm going to say. 800 516 to get your calls on the air. None of the Super Bowl commercials really jumped at me yesterday. Um, 
I think the average was going for about four and a half to five million dollars for 30 seconds. Um, yeah, I'm with you. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It is interesting to look at the business of Fox because they don't really have a streaming product. Um, they give big chunks of their content that people want to be streamed on their platforms. But Fox had the Super Bowl yesterday, and uh, it's clear in the United States more people are, are rapidly cutting cable. So we're going to need that streaming option in theory. And uh, you'll see Fox come up with something on that, I would think, sooner rather than later. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. And Beyond Meat's trading crazy. That's one on my screens because people keep asking about it. Um, very, very volatile and not necessarily tied towards the overall market. It's, it's kind of breaking away from it, just changing, bouncing on news. Heavily shorted stock, too. I should mention that on occasion because I know that I'm, I mentioned the story side of it, uh, plant-based proteins, but I probably don't hit the side that it's not going to be for a long time until they look fairly valued. It's like Tesla. Um, we all get the kooky CEO, but it's going to take a long time. And that Hummer that was introduced on the Super Bowl last night, will there be competition for the big truck that Tesla wants to build? Sure, some level. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. Big seminar coming up February 6th. The event is in Palo Alto. It's an income and retirement. CFP, Chad Burton, myself. He's going to be doing mostly heavy lifting on income issues, annuity issues, and retirement. I'll be giving a little market outlook. You can find out more at Rob Black Show. That's Rob Black Show. Use the code RADIO25 to get in for free if you've never been. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. Uh-huh. I'm Rob Black. Thanks for listening to the show. Uh-huh. I wish I could talk like a singer, right? One of the common questions that I get from people who are my neighbors who've never worked with me are afraid to talk to me because they're afraid of my judgment because of some of them have done nothing financially. I'm not mad at you if you've done nothing financially. In the end, I'm sort of apathetic. You'll get what you, you settle for. That's one of the you know mantras I believe in. Um, it's kind of like a God helps those who help themselves. You'll get what you settle for. Whatever it is that's close to that kind of rings true to me. So one of my neighbors is mid-50s. And chatting with him, he said, I'm getting serious about retirement now for the first time. What should I do? I said, dude, you have no hope. He makes $200,000 a year, which is a nice number to work with for sure. But he has to start making cuts now and expect to live longer. Had he asked me that question 10, 20, 30 years ago, he'd be wealthy and ready for retirement in five or 10 years. 
So I have bad news. The retirement that he wanted is fading. He needs a well-executed plan now. Mid-50s and nothing saved, but you have a good income. That's You can work with that. Mid-50s and nothing saved, and you have a bad income. You need to start thinking about work until you die. Which I don't think is a bad thing, and it may sound like I'm being hard. But there's something to be said about seeing people and talking to people and getting up and having a reason to go to work. If not for the social... I tell you, visiting my mom in an old folks home and seeing that like probably most kids only visit their parents two or three times a year, no one's visiting these people. And the lack of social interaction crushes them. So I kind of like the idea of working a little bit longer, especially if you haven't saved enough. So when I heard $200,000 income, I was able to say in my head, the next 10 years, this dude's going to make $2 million. What And that should be one of the first things you take out of the segment. What are you making now? 50000 And then you work with 500000 over the next 10 years? See what I'm going at? $1 million? $100,000? million over the next 10 years? So that's how big your pot can get. Unless you start doing things like investing and growing outside of your income. So two million is a good number to work with, but you have to make serious cuts. The good thing about having a big salary like $200,000 a year is when you do get to retirement, it looks bigger because you're in your good money earning years. Social Security will likely be about 4000 a month. Currently, the most person can receive when filing at age 70 is about 3700 Again, 4000 is pretty good, especially if you're doing it earlier. Um, you want to save better and you want to start investing smarter. So if you're that far behind, you need to, it's not 15% of your salary at this point in time. You need more, as much as you can get so that you get that nest egg going. And then you need to work as long as you can to keep the income coming in versus the money going out. So, it's going to be a lot of pain, a lot of budgeting. I saw that JCPenney's fell under $5, under a dollar a share. I do get emails, believe it or not, from people who are like, I want a stock under $10. Which one do you like? None. I buy companies. I don't buy stock prices. So, 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Um, it looks like PG&E is getting closer to coming out of bankruptcy with a stock that's viable. I don't want to buy this company. There's too many people that hate it right now, like a Gavin Newsom. I prefer to get them two or three errors after they're out and stable and try to based on current laws and wildfire situations then. One of the things that I, I check out on for entertainment is called Next Door. And I live in a community that's got some older people, and they make Next Door just darn worth it. And 
I usually get nothing of value from next door. Usually it's people really, really angry that a dog pooped in their yard and someone didn't have the courage to pick it up. And now he's put it on a sign and he's actually gone out of his way to do something disgusting with a piece of dog feces. That, and it's just like, wow, people have a lot of time on their hands. Um, but one of the arguments someone recently made, you know, they're angry. I have a $450 PG&E gas bill. It's winter in the Bay Area, and we get some chilly nights, and if you heat your house at 68, you're probably going to have a $400 gas bill. And yes, I too remember when that was a $100 gas bill. Um, the, the beauty of it is, is we all need natural gas to stay warm, or oil, or whatever we're using, whatever energy source, until we don't. And that's the teeter-totter for Pacific Gas and Electric, is... 10, 20, 30 years ago, no one had solar. Can't heat your house that way. No way. No, you know, not enough of a grid. Now there's enough of a technology to pull it off. So PG&E slowly raises rates. In theory, they're gouging us. In theory, they're not. I don't know. But it used to be very consistent because their only way to heat your house was with towels and sweaters. Not towels. Why did I just say towels? Sweaters. Oh, blankets is what I meant to say. Or you turn on the heat. And it was a beautiful thing because you knew consistently how many people live in the Bay Area at times, how many cold nights. Like, you could figure it out. Now, I think PG is going to be more of a wild animal. As many people are cutting cable for the social reasons, I think I could see people cutting and saying, you know, we're going to bite the bull and go solar. But, yeah. So it's just not me. Is, is what I'm getting at. PG&E might soon be able to finish and step out of bankruptcy. They filed an updated version of its restructuring plan late Friday. It really hasn't hit the news. Wall Street's seen it today for the first time. They are now reflecting new terms of the deal with their creditors, the wildfire victims, the holder of claims. PG&E, the holding company for Pacific Gas and Electric, filed for bankruptcy. Anytime a company goes bankruptcy... People who get hurt the most tend to be the shareholders. If you've ever lent them money, you get some of that money back before the shareholders do. Now, pg and also a company that's hitting ballooning costs. So there's enough that I don't like about it. Can I watch it from a distance and go, ooh, that stock is up 8% when the stock market's only up one half of 1%. That's dramatic. And I don't like utility companies that are dramatic. But I get it. They're in the news, and I get it. You kind of want to be all part of that. Kind of like a sexy stock. I just want to trade so I can buy a car. This is a company that could be it for you. Not for me. PG&E has agreed to pay nearly $26 billion to wildfire victims, insurers, and local governments for wildfire costs. It's pretty interesting about the insurance industry. My first real business lesson with them was when I was rear-ended in a car. And she was probably going 45 and didn't see me and slammed on her brakes. And I was already stopped. So she probably got down to 25, 20, 10 miles an hour, somewhere in that area. And when it happened, I was like, oh, I'm shocked. And about six hours later, I was like, I tensed up my whole body. So I had to go to the emergency room. And I probably didn't have to go, oh, I guess, I know, uh, yeah. I guess I could have waited until the next day, but you get the idea. 
And my brother David is a was a personal injury attorney. Um, now he's a judge. I said, "How much am I going to get out of this?" Like I was figuring out car costs. Like it was, I was eighteen ish. Um, didn't have a real strong concept of how much to replace a car was. Didn't have a real strong concept of whole, the whole insurance relationship. Will they pay? Will they not pay? And uh, he said, wait till you hear an offer on, it was a technically a neck strain. And uh, it wasn't whiplash. There's like different things. And what he told me was for a neck strain, you're going to get about 3000 for whiplash. You can get about 10,000. I'm like, pain and suffering. How about lost work? How about like, I've seen it on TV. Like, no, it's, it's pretty mathematical. And he had a horrible, horrible lesson to add to that on me. And I, I think my family is pretty much about shocking truths. And he said, Rob, if you ever hit someone in a car, make sure you put it in reverse and kill them. Because he said a dead body's worth a lot less than a maimed body or a handicapped body. And I'm like, is that how the insurance industry works? And if you know, of course, he instantly retracts. He goes, "Of course, I'm not telling you to do that." But that's that's the math of it. So with PG&E, when I see the cost going higher on victims, it's, you, you get to this weird world where you're no longer associating humans with with life. You're associating them with damages. It's it's very. And when I say damages, I say financial damages. But then again, another lesson of why you have insurance because of financial damages and ramifications, right? I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. Big event Thursday night in Palo Alto at the Elks Lodge. You can sign up right here, right now at Rob Black Show and use the code RADIO25. Listen to the commercials as well. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. Some pretty scary headlines out there. Iowa goes to the caucuses. That's not scary. It feels like the 2016 political season never ended. It feels like it's been nonstop. Um, I'm a little fatigued on it. I probably need more days off this year than last year just because of the political headline news fatigue. Anytime there's big headlines, we have to investigate as stock people. And the coronavirus... And the Democratic caucuses are in the news right now. Not exactly earnings, not exactly revenue. It's a little bit tougher. One analyst day is cutting his iPhone shipment forecast by 10% due to the coronavirus. Um, they're shutting down stores in China. So you can't go to the store and feel stuff and touch stuff and, and play with it. They're keeping things online open. And just now they're shutting down every store in China. This a large amount. Now, Apple's already addressed this a little bit. That is a legitimate concern that you're seeing numbers cut for this quarter. They're not cutting numbers for the year. They're cutting numbers for the quarter. So take it for what you want to. But I seen, I saw not, I seen, I seen an analyst. I saw one analyst cut some numbers on Apple, not because of what's happening in China, but because they think that only about 10% of people who are using Apple TV who have Apple are taking them up on their offer to activate it. So Apple TV is not going to catch on as quickly or as much profitably. Just don't like it, right? 
Apple TV is not even a hobby at this point in time to Apple. Give them a year. Give them two years before you even start thinking about it. Um, they hire the right people. They hired the head, the former head of HBO. And HBO had a good 20-year string of TV shows. With that said, let's not pick on Apple about that. Because no one really expects them to have profits from that. I like the number cut on shipments in China. That's real. Saying TV, Apple Plus, TV Plus just isn't quite, no. I don't know. Chief's coach, Andy Reid, he still drives the car his dad bought for $25 in the 1940s. I like that. Now, he just beat the San Francisco 49ers, and it may be a little bit too soon to bring him up. He's kind of a big dude. He looks like a sausage. Hey, I, I, I look like a kielbasa, so I'm not calling anyone bad, you know? I'm not shaming. But he drives a 92-year-old car, and then that's, that's where it gets fascinating. His dad bought for $25 in the 1940s. You mind this guy pulls in an average annual salary of $7.5 million. It's a 1928 Model A Ford. And it was the successful follow-up to the iconic Model T. Now, clearly, it's a classic car. And it's been restored and things along those lines. And it, to say it was a $25 stock car is probably a little bit on the silly side. I have a truck that I'm thrilled with. I love my vehicle. Um, I don't need better. I've got a friend who's got a $250,000 car. And he's thrilled with it. And I, I go, well, that doesn't make a lot of financial sense. But that's okay. He wants to live life. We all have different things that motivate us. I want to live a good retirement. So, um, interesting. Andy Reid's father is named Walter. And there's a big army hospital called Walter Reed. It's not the same Walter Reed. But um, it's pretty interesting to see a, a Model T uh, being driven about. And again, the big areas where you spend money poorly are on your house, on your spouse, and typically on a car. Uh, those are the big ticket purchases people make. And I'm not saying you buy a, a spouse. Please, please, no letters to management. He implied buying people is good. No, he spent a lot of money on divorces. So, um, there's a whole industry about it, right? Couldn't just go in and say, okay, at some point in time, if I rip up this paper, we're done. No, we could, we could but we don't. So, markets moved higher this morning. A little bit of a bounce on Friday's 600-point drop, but also a little bit on some strong manufacturing data that came out. I find myself right now a little bit too... I'm in my own head. I don't want to use the word strong. I want to say better than expected manufacturing data. That's killing me. Having to catch myself in how I say everything. Nike's uh, leading the markets higher. Now, this is an interesting one. A couple weeks ago, ninety Nike was at 90, and I said, well, that's going to go straight to 100 this year. And then, like, two days later, it was 100. Then it pulls back down to 90 again because of the coronavirus where we know that Nike is an international company in sales, but they also 
manufactured a lot of their goods in China and sent them to the United States. And if people are dying and they have the flu, I don't think we'll get as far as to say, I don't want to wear Nike shoes because maybe someone, but there is a lot of racism going on right now and a lot of nationalism. Uh, France, Le Mans, the newspaper of record in France just got blasted by social media on, they, they, they referred to the coronavirus situation as a yellow alert. Um, not cool. <laughs> not cool. Um, but who am I to tell the French what to do, right? 800-516-1220, each calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Big event coming up Thursday, February 6th in Palo Alto at the Elks Lodge. I'd love to see you there. If you haven't been to an event, you can use radio code 25 to get in for free. It's the start of the new year, and there's a lot going on. A couple things, like I said, you don't want to get a... The divorces can be expensive. Cars can be expensive. Houses can be expensive. Buying an annuity is usually a very, very bad idea, especially if you bought it from a friend or a family member. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money investing, and more. Find me online at Rob Black Show. Big event Thursday the 6th. Sign up at robblackshow.com.